Welcome back, everybody. It's Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I'm Lisa Linky, sitting across from me, rocking it out, throwing it back with a plomb is Misty Stinnett. Uh, we're here Yo. on a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. It's time for a weekly beef. We're so excited. It's not, it's not Full Frontal Friday. We're not going to be reviewing an entire book on this episode. No, no. If you're looking for that, go either one up or one down in your feed. Um, but today we're here to check in on homework and do supplemental work on, on, on self-help. Maybe a Maybe an article, maybe a, maybe a, maybe a trivia piece, maybe, maybe a, maybe a guest, maybe, maybe something else, maybe some listener emails. Who can know? Who can say? Who can We're going to spin the wheel of knowledge and see where it lands. <laughs> um, all of those things are true, but just in general, this is a bi-weekly, meaning two times a week podcast where we are on a journey of exploring <laughs> all of the virtuous and horrible books of self-help in the industry. Um, and we bring you the tips, the tricks, everything that's amazing about it, everything that's terrible about it. We're here. We're with you. We cuss and we do it so that you don't have to. Yeah, we cuss so that you don't have <laughs> that's to. That's right. We we are here on this podcast in service of you so that you will know whether or not you like to purchase the book and support the author or if you need to avoid it completely, as there are some out there that are in need of avoidance. Yeah. And while you're just taking a goddamn minute to yourself in peace and quiet, you can listen to your pocket friends and get a little nugget of self-help that maybe will give you a helpful reframe or a tip or a trick true. that you can implement to improve your your very upsetting it's life. True. We're time stamping in the age of Corona. It's July 18. Um, and we just want everyone to know that life is abundant. Uh, wear your mask, wash your hands, stay home. Misty, I signed you some homework. You did. You assigned me some pretty powerful homework. Mm-hmm. On our last episode... The Power of Habits. Mm-hmm. The author talked about, and you did such an amazing job. I love Thank that you. episode. The author talked about how we we use the pressure and connection of strong ties and weak ties mm-hmm. in order to form new habits. And strong ties are like direct friendships and weak ties are like acquaintances. Absolutely. And you asked me to think about how strong ties and weak ties have affected my own participation in this historical civil rights movement that we're experiencing in the United States. I don't know when each listener will listen to this episode in mm-hmm. time. Could be the day it comes out. Could be years from now. I don't know. Or or are you an alien? That's just what I was thinking. Another galaxy. And it's broadcasting. You found Go Help Yourself as a time capsule and representation of the entire human species. And you were like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, sparked by George Floyd's murder and the many other murders of Black people and people of color surrounding that from police brutality, we are currently in the midst of Black Lives Matter protests and defunding the police movements all across the United States. And you asked me about how strong and weak ties have affected my own participation in that. And I, I will say that I feel 
safer and more emboldened to speak up Mm -hmm. in a more active and prolific way than I have before Mm -hmm. about these issues. So before, you know, I'm a pretty private person Mm -hmm. and I am not afraid to have a face-to-face conversation with anyone about this stuff. But when it comes to speaking out on social media and, and those those different kinds of interactions on a more public page. I I didn't know if I would be contributing to the conversation if I posted on social media. I didn't know if it was making it about mm-hmm. me, if it was, you know, sort of those, I didn't want to do any faux pas. But then in the wonderful waterfall and tidal wave of seeing friends, loved ones, acquaintances, all those weak ties saying like, you know, white silence is violence. And if you're not, if you're not anti-racist, you're complicit Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. racism. And really seeing that everywhere made me go, okay, I don't have to be perfect, but speaking up is what matters. Being active, you know, calling anyone out in any context on any racist behavior that I see, you know, feels like not only is it more welcome than it used to be, be in the society as a whole, but it's actually like, you're wrong if you don't. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that. And of course, that's always been true. But I feel that social pressure Mm -hmm. in a way that I didn't before. And I welcome it. And I say, fuck, yeah, because, you know, it it just goes back to like, the teeniest, tiniest social structures, like in high school, you want to be wearing the right clothes or have the right eyeliner or whatever so that you can sit at the cool kids table. And if you're not, you won't. And it feels like it, that is an element of what's happening that is strengthening the knowledge and passion and care that I was already feeling around. You know, you're right. And the author does say at a point, I don't know if I said it on Friday, but the author does say that peer pressure is how we behave in school, but it's how businesses, it's how work gets done. You know, like at Alcoa, the peer mm-hmm. pressure of this is what we do, you know, like it, it, be, it turns into, into cultural or organizational norms, you know. Right. The aluminum yeah. manufacturing company you covered in the book. And the third thing that I was thinking about is that, you know, we need a new identity for this movement to really take hold. And I think for myself, the new identity is I am an active anti-racist, right? Yes. So I've been given that language and that opportunity to say, oh, I'm an anti-racist. I think that that's why it's so powerful for me. I do too. Cause I think, I think a lot of what white people tell ourselves, and I'm speaking for myself, but also conversations I've had with my friends is, Oh, well, I'm not racist, Mm -hmm. which of course we all have racial biases, Mm -hmm. which we know we've covered that in, and many books about how just by walking around outside, you might not be the person who's putting toxic fumes into the air, but just by walking around and breathing them in, you have them Mm -hmm. inside of you. And it's the same with misogyny. It's the same with racism. We live in a racist society. So there will be some racist thoughts or feelings that we may be or biases that we don't even know where we have. And that doesn't make us bad Mm -mm. people. That makes us a product of a racist Mm -hmm, culture, mm -hmm. right? So separating our character of good person, bad person from I have some racist things embedded in me that I need to work out 
is, I think, really helpful Mm -hmm. and really, really wonderful to parse out. But I think a lot of us would have said a year ago, well, I'm not, I'm not racist, so I'm good. I'm not part of the problem. But like you're saying, saying I am anti-racist is a helpful, powerful shift. And I think that is really a, a really powerful piece of the activism we're seeing now, because it's like, if you're not actively against racism and trying to dismantle it in small ways and large ways, including in the conversations and interactions you see in the grocery store, in your family, among your friends, mm-hmm. then you are complicit in the system. Yes. So that was, that was really great homework. So, so thank you for helping me to understand why I feel particularly activated by the events of the recent past Whereas, you know, maybe three years ago, I felt really sad about what was happening, but not necessarily personally as active. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for doing that homework. Habits, people. Habits, people. (laughs) Yeah. Misty, I have some listener emails that we need to attend to. I'm so excited. I love when you all write in. It really, it's Misty's love language is listener email. Um, So Andrew (laughs) writes in about our recent episode that was released about smart notes. So this is hot off the press. Hot, hot, hot off the press. He says, happy Saturday, ladies. Really enjoyed the smart smart notes episode. Tough concept to bring to life without visuals, but you did it. I would say, did we? Thank you. (laughs) But we also linked to a YouTube video in the show notes of that episode if you want visuals. Um, He says, as a fellow Uber geek, thank you. It's got me thinking about how to raise my learning game. Thank you. Uh, Especially that I ought to do less mass collection of material. And as I look at my desk, I say, you, me too, and put more work into synthesizing, <laughs> distilling, and linking. So he says, the Zettel idea is closely related to a much older practice called commonplace books. And he links to a couple articles. Uh, to that end, you might enjoy some of these related resources. Uh, and he gives us a list of a couple things. And basically a commonplace book, some people use it on index cards. I did a little bit of research on it, but it's kind of a place to collect all of your thoughts so that you can go back and parse oh. through. It doesn't really use the specific um, itemizing and kind of like numeration, I think that is categorization. Yes. Yeah. But I think having, having something all in one place rather than a stack of files, which is what I love to do is rip something out from a magazine that like, that's a great idea and then keep it in a stack. You know, people mm-hmm, will put it into mm-hmm. a book or keep just like a, a, a index card box with index cards, but not necessarily. Anyway, so he said, um, lastly, if you want to explore more in this direction on the show, consider covering ultra learning, which I will look into and see if it's something we Excuse want to. Me? And he says, and what a title. And so I return to the Zettelcast and rabbit hole. Nerd on, Andrew. I say, thank you, Andrew. Ah, here's a question. Does this happen to be from one Andrew Scottsco? It does. It does. Okay. So I'm close with Andrew and Andrew has an amazing podcast called Enliven. And I would be remiss to not plug it here because it so ties into the show and Andrew, every, uh, his is a biweekly podcast, but in the way that it's every two Uh weeks, there's an Uh episode, not our biweekly, which is twice Uh a week, which let's be real. Congrats, Andrew. You did yourself a song. Oh, what a, what a cool idea. <laughs> yeah, what a great idea. Andrew interviews someone who is like a leading pioneer or visionary in their field every two weeks. 
And they have these incredible conversations about like what problems they were trying to solve, what obstacles did they face when they were starting their business or getting into their field? How is it revolutionizing things? And, and even as I'm saying it now, I know I'm doing it a disservice because it is such a thought provoking and wonderful sort of philosophical dive into how people get to where they are and how they're pushing boundaries. Um, and there's an episode about how to get into flow, like a two-parter episode. Mm. It's it's really wonderful. There's all sorts of kick-ass women in business on the podcast and just people from all walks of life. And it's great. So we'll also link to Enliven with Andrew Scott. Yeah. In the yes. Show. I saw that um and in, in his email signature. So I was going to um, mention that. And oh I God, did a quick so check and ultra yeah. learning. The forward is by James Clear in that what? book. What? Of atomic habit? Excuse me. Listen, as we've said before, to quote Lisa Linky, James Clear is a zaddy. He is a zaddy. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> Sorry, he is. Um, cool. <laughs> Side note. Handsome and smart. What's not to love? <laughs> Side note. Uh, <laughs> James Clear is still having a better quarantine than uh, Mark Manson. And I did low-key troll Mark Manson the other day so hard on Twitter. Lisa, for those of you who are maybe new to the podcast or joining us for the first time or maybe missed the delightful <laughs> mini-sode a few episodes ago, Lisa loves to troll Mark Manson on Twitter because she just, I feel like... I'm a horrible you know, person. Sometimes his... You know, you're a great person because he's going like, here are the five things you need to improve your life. And they'll be very self-focused, like find something you love, reach, you know, whatever. And Lisa always goes on and she's like, adds to the list. She's like, and, you know, always include intersectionality and your your ways of thinking and do anti-racist work every single time. Can I read the most recent one? (laughs) Yes, please. Three days ago from I am Mark Manson. Five ways to make the most of a dumpster fire of a year. One, learn to cook. Two, read that book you've been putting off reading for years. Three, save money. Four, take an online course. Five, drop the relationships that weren't serving you. And I replied, six, engage in social justice in person or virtually. Seven, demand reform from leaders, local, state, and national levels. Eight, make sure your voter registration is current (laughs) and active. Nine, commit to the movement for Black lives. Ten, do something every day to dismantle white supremacy. (laughs) I did get one retweet, and I did get 11 (laughs) likes on that one. I felt very pleased. Very pleased. But see, that's the thing, right? Is like what you just described really is there are such powerful ways to make meaningful contributions in a dumpster fire of the year. And he's like, learn to cook, read a book. And it's like, Mark, come on. And we, I love his book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, or at least I did when I, when we first covered it on episode one of this podcast 18 months ago. But I wonder how I'd feel if I reread it. Can I edit my tweet? Yeah. One, learn how to cook up some good trouble and protest your local DA if they're not investigating murders of citizens. Two, read that anti-racist book you've been putting off reading for years or just learned about. (laughs) Three, save money so you can donate to organizations like the ACLU to protest all of the horrible (laughs) violations of civil liberties that are taking place across our country. Four, take an online course in anti-racism. Five, drop the relationships that weren't serving you like people who aren't in an abolitionist mindset i should have rewritten it that way okay lisa this is this is why lisa linky is a professional improviser an incredible actor that was off the cuff 
thank you so much. Like you should just be like, oh, Mark, I think you forgot to include the latest draft. Here's what your tweet meant to your say. Your tweet was half missing. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Lisa, thank you so much. And I, I know that you have a bank of really fun listener emails coming up, which are my my favorite. Some of you write in with the most heartwarming, lovely things. Some of you write in with things that make Lisa and I absolutely Howled fall after. over Howled. laughing. And when you share your stories of struggle with us, all, all of it, we're here for all of it. It's so wonderful. And as you know, if you just write in to be like, ladies, I bought myself a bougie fucking candle. We're here for it. That is how I felt this week. We are like, yes. Yeah, we're fucking here for it. Yes, yes. So thank you for joining us for a little lighthearted, quickly bit. The Weekly Beef Wellington. And with that, life, life is, is abundant. abundant. Bye. Bye. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at GHYpodcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.